solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering the Houston Texans here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston and USA Today, Texans Wire, Cody Davis, and all my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman, happy to be back with you guys to talk the Houston Texans with you today of the Locked On Texans, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Deshaun Watson may have some light at the end of the tunnel. Rusty Harden and Deshaun Watson's camp has finally responded to the allegations of sexual misconduct. So, of course, that is not really the hottest news, but the only news for Houston, in a sense, from yesterday. And so we're going to dive into that. Also, Bobby Brown the third. I've talked about it. A little bit more than I have any other prospect on Twitter and social media and along with my friends, I really believe he should be a Houston Texan. I look at what the Chicago Bear defense had at the interior line, and I believe uh, back when Lovey Smith was, you know, getting everything started with the Chicago Bears, you know, they had Brian Erlacher, they had a great defense, but they also had a man in the middle that did a lot of damages to offensive lines. And I think that Bobby Brown can be one of those type of players here in Houston. And lastly, before we get out of here today with the draft, you know, a week or so away, Cody and I, actually Cody, came with the idea to discuss Houston's best draft picks, starting from 10 down to one from now until the night of the draft. And so today we will be doing 10 and nine, the best Texan drafted players uh, in history. But first, let's go ahead and get into the Deshaun Watson situation. So on Tuesday, we finally get a response. And what did we hear from Stephanie Stradley last week? We have to wait for facts to become presented to the public. Because with a civil case, you know, I believe that when it's civil, it's more so in the eyes of the public because all you have to do is prove more likely than not. And so here we are right now, finally hearing from Rusty Harden and Deshaun Watson's camp. And this is what we now know. Allegedly, what we're hearing is after the massage therapy sessions with Deshaun Watson, eight plaintiffs bragged about and praised and were excited about Deshaun Watson, massaging Deshaun Watson. Seven plaintiffs willingly worked and offered to work with Deshaun Watson after their alleged incidents. Three plaintiffs lied about the number of sessions they actually had with Deshaun Watson. Three plaintiffs also lied about their alleged trauma and resulting harm. Five plaintiffs told others that they wanted to get money out of Watson. And five plaintiffs have scrubbed or entirely deleted their social media accounts. Um, that is not good. You can't, you listen, not to take this lighthearted, but you can't, you can't have a case against Deshaun Watson and the basis of your case is, hey, we have this proof that at least he reached out to us. But <laughs> messages are either being deleted or social 
media accounts are being deleted. Also, we look at the possibility of eight plaintiffs bragging about praising and being excited that they had the opportunity to massage Deshaun Watson. Also, it continues with, it was not until the plaintiffs saw an opportunity for a money grab that they changed their stories to convert therapy sessions they bragged about to friends and family to something much more than what it was. And to continue with the problems with the plaintiff's allegations, plaintiff Shanae Lawson claims in the lawsuit that she is disgusted by Mr. Watson. Yet after her therapy session with him, she bragged to friends and family members about massaging Deshaun Watson and told them that she thinks he is kind as a person. He's a kind person. A security guard at the spa where Mr. Watson received a massage stated that plaintiff Tangi Johnson was happy and laughing after her interaction with Mr. Watson. She was excited about having worked on him and did not want any other therapist to work on him. After one of the plaintiff's Marshall Davis sessions with Mr. Watson, Ms. Davis was laughing and appeared in a good spirit. Other witnesses characterized Ms. Davis as jolly after working with Mr. Watson. And Ms. Davis told multiple family members that she would massage Mr. Watson again. Even told, she even told people that while she was not into men, his body is beautiful and soft. And that if she were not a lesbian, she would have jumped on Mr. Watson. Plaintiff Chelsea Bell, which she alleges were increasingly uncomfortable she willingly invited Mr. Watson to come to her house for the last two therapy sessions. And I'm also going to end it after this one because I think we finally get the picture. But plaintiffs Kayla Hayes, Robin Casido, and Kimberly Bryce omitted that after their sessions with Mr. Watson, they told him that they would gladly work with him again. In fact, Kimberly Bryce reported to a close relative that she was thrilled to have the opportunity to massage Deshaun. Here we are now, uh, a month and some change later. And one of the things, Cody, that I had been asking for, or not asking for, but looking for, is some type of, number one, proof that these things were transpiring. And I was really looking for when or how they would respond to these allegations once the names were provided. And I think today, when we look and read some of these things, and by the way, you can go, uh, on the Locked On Texas Twitter page, we have retweeted it. But when you look at these things and read them, are you in a mindset of that kind of moves the needle to a green area of a good win for Deshaun and his camp by Rusty Harden? Is this now, is with these alleged facts that have been presented, and again, we haven't seen any concrete information outside of the response but are we now in a mind state of, well, the possibility of Deshaun being all of these nasty, disgusting, sexual predator-ish predator type of guy, are they starting to ease down a little bit? Or are we still just sitting and saying, hey, he did these things? Because I got to tell you, the conversation before the names were revealed was, who, who are these women? Let's wait until we hear the names of the women. Now that allow Rusty Harden and Deshaun Watson to work together to recall some of the experiences that he had with a couple of these massage therapists. And 
you know, say, wait, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is what actually happened when we encountered. We encountered each other multiple times. You invited me back to your home. You bragged, you laughed. This is what happened. So now when Deshaun initially responded and he had a statement on Twitter about how he would never hurt a woman or harm a woman, now we're getting these facts. And it does look like that he finally got a win in the eyes of social media and regular civilians. Because let's face it, at this point, we're the ones who's judging him and not in the civil case. Yes, this was a big win for Deshaun Watson and his camp on yesterday. But John, once again, this whole silver suit is still nothing but a big he say, she say. John, you did that interview with Stephanie Stradley from the Houston Chronicle on a Friday. And if you guys have not listened to that interview that John did, please go check it out. The one thing she kept talking about, and John, I believe that you actually sort of made this into the theme of the show is she kept saying we have to wait until the facts come out and i do want to mention this before i give the floor back over to you after you know i guess now it is so-called proven that these women were lying there was a lot of people both on social media on the national television local media right here in houston a lot of people was talking about how this is going to speed up deshaun watson's trade request i don't think so you still have the nfl investigation that is still going on and a lot of these teams who was positioning themselves to make a run at deshaun a lot of them have moved on at least for the time being like a miami like a san francisco 49ers and not only that when nine days before the draft I don't want, and you listeners and fans out there shouldn't want it either. You don't want the Texans to rush into a deal just to hurry up and get rid of Deshaun Watson because that is when you're going to get robbed the most because regardless of what has been said about Deshaun Watson behind closed doors, and once again, I don't care what neither one of these lawyers say, the only people who know the God-honest truth is Deshaun Watson and these masseuses, but with all that being said, we all know how good Deshaun Watson is on the field, and it does, in fact, look like his relationship in Houston and with the Texans have been over for a long time now. You still want to get the best package back for Deshaun Watson on the field regardless if these allegations are true or not but regardless of how you feel about everything that's going on with Deshaun Watson it's just another heartbreaking reminder that that the Texans have another cornerstone player who is not going to be a part of this organization anymore however with the NFL draft coming up they do have a small possibility to draft a new cornerstone player and John is hell bent (laughs) that this new cornerstone player might be Bobby Brown so we're going to get into that a little bit more I know you guys are tired of me telling you different ways you can make extra money, but I'm not going to stop because I want you to make that extra money while you're sitting on the couch or while you're waiting at home at work. Take some money and bet with Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. And right now, along with the NBA, hockey, and the MLB, Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline also has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
with promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft News podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live NFL draft coverage. With the departure of J.J. Watt, everyone wants to know who is going to be the Texans' next defensive star. I I personally think that their next defensive star is going to be Zach Cunningham. If he cleans up his ability to cover, um, I think he has the potential to be one of the best linebackers in the game. Um, John, I know you're really big on Charles Aminihu. And then we also have young guys who we want to see, like, Jonathan Gennard and Ross Blacklock. But there is a guy at Texas A&M. John, you are very fond of, to say the least. And that guy is Bobby Brown III. John, why are you so hell-bent that Bobby Brown is the guy that the Texans need? Especially considering now that we have a new defensive coordinator in Lovey Smith, who's going to nine times out of 10, as we all know, is going to implement that Tampa two defense. 2004 NFL draft, Tommy Harris was selected 14th overall. 2004, he finished second in balloting for the defensive rookie of the year award. Tommy Harris was a dog. Played the defensive tackle, the one and three technique, beautiful. And what did Tommy Harris bring to the Chicago Bears? Somebody who was quick, knew how to use, knew, knew how to use his strength, his size, and his speed, was very quick for inside the defensive tackle. Also had Lovey Smith, and that's exactly what I see out of Bobby Brown. Nobody that is new to this coaching staff or front office is tied to any player that they did not draft, right? That's number one. And so we look at the interior defensive line. They brought in Malik Collins, Vincent Taylor. But the question of young guys is what are we going to see, if any, out of Ross Blacklock this year? And I like Ross Blacklock. I think he was just dealt a bad hand last year. But, however, this is the NFL, and a lot of guys that are drafted are dealt bad hands. Also, the, the way he was drafted. And the means of how that number 40th pick came about for him to be used for that 40th pick to be used on him and then him not have a good year at all. Actually, a uh, very underwhelming rookie year due to COVID precautions. Uh, it looks bad. And so who's to say Lovey Smith, Cully, David Cully, uh, anybody on this team that wasn't here last year in the coaching staff in front office likes him enough to say we want to give him a real shot or let's not draft a player in his position we don't know that i'm going to assume that nobody has ties to him like that and not sure if they really like him or not because he didn't show anything under the previous regime that that warranted a second year of 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 growth which isn't fair by the way i understand that but when i look at bobby brown somebody at texas a&m that just dominated in that 4-3 scheme, he would be a perfect one technique. And I keep saying this because in this 4-3 scheme at that one position, one tech, one technique position, he will allow linebackers to just 
be completely better because they are not going to get touched before they touch somebody else. And that was the issue for Houston last year, right? Not, not only could Houston not run the ball, but teams were running down Houston's throat. And before linebackers had an opportunity to create contact, they were getting smacked in the mouth by opposing offensive linemen. And the interior defensive line play for Houston was lackluster. Let's call it what it is. Uh, P.J. Hall got hurt. He didn't provide much of a spark. Ross Blacklock just talked about him, how, you know, underwhelming his rookie year was. Anybody that filled that position at the time just did not provide enough for that run defense. And I think that's what Bobby Brown can be. Am I looking for Bobby Brown to be one of those interior defensive linemen that get after the quarterback consistently? Not really. I think at his peak, he can give you three and a half, four sacks a year. But I'm looking at him to utilize his strength, his, his speed, his, his, his body mass, and be able to control the line of scrimmage, which is something Houston has not had in the last couple of years. Even with DJ Reader, who's a very good interior defensive lineman, it lacked on the other side because teams were still able to run down Houston's throat. And I love DJ Reader. And I'm not putting the blame on DJ Reader. I'm just saying if they're going to get started right now, let's lay the foundation at every level. And you've done so. With the, with the free agency. You have done that. But you can bring in a guy who's young, played in the SEC, has had success in the SEC West, 6'4", 320 pounds, gets great leverage on the interior offensive lineman between the center and guard combo. Is, is very good at splitting blocks. I watched a few games on him a couple of days ago while I was at work. Does a very great job of using his hands to split blocks to get in the backfield, to cause pressure, to, to force a running back to change directions and allow linebackers or or, or, this, or defensive linemen uh, across that front to get after the quarterback and linebacker. He does a very good job of these things consistently at a high co collegiate level in the SEC. Like I said, he transferred from Alabama to Texas A&M. I mentioned that uh, a few shows ago. And he also does a good job of recognizing play so his play his play recognition is good right can can on a drop of a hat recognize whether it's going to be a run or a screen why does why do i have a free release let me back up and get back into coverage a little bit let me see if i can do something different right and i like that about him he's smart and i'm not going to say he's dependable but he is smart he's physical he uses his hands his body mass is what you would want and with his feet quickness that's something you want in your one technique or your three technique. That's something you want out of an interior defensive lineman to make everybody else's job around them easier. That's what I think Bobby Brown the third is. I think if you add a player like Bobby Brown the third, who I am now wanting to take with the Texans' first pick in their NFL draft, if you if you get a guy like him and what I'm projecting, he can be, he can be a foundation that will allow everybody else to enhance their game. And if, if he's that good, then imagine what Shaq Lawson can do. Imagine what Charles who can do. Imagine if, if Bobby Brown is that good in the first year or two, uh, specifically this year in that one technique, imagine what Malik Collins can do. And I, I like the idea of continuously getting better on defense. I'll say this, we can, I guess, presumably say that the Texans will be a run-heavy offense. That's how everything is set up. Just talking to a friend of mine, we caught some drinks, 
talked about the Texans, talked football, and he mentioned that you, you're signing guys like a Chris Conley, like an Andre Roberts. You're signing these type of receivers because they're not going to be thrown the ball a lot, but they will block downfield. So the offense will be handing the ball off to whether it's Phillip Lindsay, David Johnson, Mark Ingram. The running backs will get a good dose this year. On the defensive side, if you're going to run the ball that much offensively, on the defensive side, you want to make sure that you are stopping opposing offenses, getting them off the field so you can control the clock. And I think I may be rushing. I mean, I mean rushing. I may be, I may be overdoing it, but I like Bobby Brown. Every little step I take. Every day, I like him more and more. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store. But it only cost $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysts from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking their next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for all of the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And before getting out of here on this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I want to go down memory lane and look back at the best draft selections in Texans history. Now, with us saying best draft selections, we are not putting together a list of the top 10 players of all time even though by the time we get to like number what the top five or it's basically the top five players in franchise history but we're going to look back and reminisce on the player that the texans drafted our initial thoughts at the time and did they or did they not live up to their draft day expectations and with that being said we're going to get this top 10 list kicked off with a look at number 10 
of the Texans' best draft selection in franchise history. And ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is not a list of the greatest players in franchise history. It's a list of the most important slash best selections. And at number 10, you have to go with the OG, the original, the very first pick in Texas franchise history, David Carr. Now, before you turn off the podcast, once again, this is not a list of the top 10 greatest players in franchise history. But ladies and gentlemen, we have to understand that Carr was, and he still holds this honor of being the Texans' first draft selection. Was he horrible his rookie year? Yes, the man had nine touchdowns and 15 interceptions his very first season. His second year, he was just as terrible. Nine touchdowns, 13 interceptions. By far the one guy on this list who does not belong in the top 10 of anything. But when you look back and you reflect on the Texans' best and most important draft selections, you cannot do a list without mentioning David Carr. Did he live up to expectations? Hell no. But he is still the Texans' first ever draft selection in franchise history. Yeah, with number nine, I'm going to go with Owen Daniels. And I can't wait for you guys to hear the rest of this list. Owen Daniels had a very good career as a Houston Texan. Actually, he had a very good career overall. Had 400, had 4,617 yards, 29 touchdowns, uh, two seasons with 700 or more receiving yards. At one point, it was only him and Andre Johnson that was able to catch passes for the Houston Texans. And he delivered a lot on Sundays for Houston. He was in that 2006 draft class, which was headlined by Mario Williams, D'Amico Ryan. Eric Winston was also drafted in the 2006 in the third round in that draft as well. Owen Daniels was picked up in the fourth round hmm. uh, and had a very good successful career out of Wisconsin. He is still the best tight end in Texan franchise history. And it's not even close. So when you look at somebody who holds the records for tight end, for this franchise, you, you cannot do a top 10 best drafted players without mentioning uh, somebody who holds records, which is Owen Daniels. Had a very successful career, and um, I, I loved Owen Daniels, man. I did, you too. Know, at that time, when tight ends were really starting to you know, catch a wave, Owen Daniels was silently balling here in Houston. And like I mentioned, if it wasn't Andre Johnson catching the ball, then nine times out of 10, it was probably Owen Daniels that was getting some reps in too. So shout out to Owen Daniels comes in at nine on this Texans top 10 best drafted players. And to fully understand how great Owen Daniels truly is. And, and John, I'm glad that we're doing this right now. And we put him at number nine on the list, because at least in my opinion, I truly don't believe that Owen Daniels name get mentioned a lot. When we talk about the greatest players in franchise history, of course, we talk about the Watson. We talk about the Watt. We talk about D hop and all these other guys, Aaron Foster, but Owen Daniels, especially when you talk about the greatest teams in franchise history, he was just as important as Andre Johnson and Arian Foster. Plus, ever since this guy left the organization, I believe it was in 2013 or 2014, I can't remember the year, but ever since he departed from Houston, and I believe he went to the Baltimore Ravens, 
it seemed like the Texans have been hell-bent on trying to find the next Owen Daniels. We are now saying, is Jordan Aikens the next Owen Daniels? Remember, Ryan Griffin, he had the title as the next Owen Daniels before, you know, he just went cuckoo crazy. But I'm glad that we are actually talking about him now because he is by far one of the greatest players in franchise history. And once again, guys, this is not a list of the greatest players, but... You cannot talk about the Texans' history without talking about how great Owen Daniel was. And let me correct myself. Three seasons with 700 or more receiving yards. And listen, to your point, Cody, you are right. The two years he was a pro bowler, 2008, 2012. 2012 Mm -hmm. is still the Texans' best team ever. They went 12-4 and that year. He was a major part of that 2012 team and he was number two in receiving yards for the team that year 1600 yards for Andre Johnson that year four touchdowns Owen Daniels had 716 yards six touchdowns like I said was number two in the team with receiving yards over Kevin Walters over Garrett Graham over Lester Jean like this is who Andre Johnson had to play with on the other side of receiver and Owen Daniels competed and showed up every Sunday And once again, to understand how important Owen Daniel was to that team, the next year when it went 2-14 and and they had just about everybody on this team injured, Owen Daniels was one of those injured players because he only played in five games during that 2013 season. And with that being said, that concludes another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering the Houston Texans every single day, Monday through Friday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Until we meet again, Houston, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.